1: and now here's your host, Mari.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Aha Moments radio show for the inspiration, education and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari and happy Tuesday. We are going to have an interesting time together tonight because as I was coming up with what to talk about on the show, I always kind of go into my own world and see what's kind of presenting itself. And the idea of talking about how is your bounce factor what is your bounce factor resilience 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 bouncing back when things don't go as you planned and for light workers um especially advanced light workers this actually happens quite a bit it almost feels sometimes like we get a bit of bait and switch from the universe we follow the signs we go down the path and then all of a sudden we hit a dead end in the maze and we have to turn around and go the other direction or another direction or a trap door opens and we slide down a chute or we get to a ladder or something, (laughs) but we're not quite where we thought we would be. When will we be? So um, I decided that we're going to talk all about that tonight. And so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Tonight we will also, of course, be doing a few readings. So if you'd like to call in and chat with me, you can do so at three four seven two one five nine four eight five at three four seven two one five nine four eight five, and Sam will uh come on the line and ask you if you have a question or if you're just listening, so don't hang up on him if you hear a strange male voice that will be Sam. <laughs> he actually has a great voice. I've had some people who are in love with his voice, so <laughs> um. Oh, yes, he says he has a sexy voice, and I was supposed to correct that. I'm not supposed to say strange. So anyway, his sexy voice, so come on and and (laughs) and ask you if you have a question. So uh, don't hang up. And let's see. Oh, and then we have some news. This week I am shifting gears, and I will be actually appearing on the Sheila Gale show, uh, and I will be working... Uh, with Sheila on, well, we'll be talking all about expecting miracles and receiving channeled energy from my guide, Mary, Queen of the Angels. I am actually um, coming out with a book in January that I'm channeled from Mary, getting a tremendous amount of downloads, and we decided that it's time to make this information public, so I will be launching that entire side of things on Sheila's show. There is no Registration required, but here's the link if you'd like to listen in. The link is com um, forward slash radio forward slash live. So thesheilashow.com forward slash radio forward slash live, L-I-D-E. And that will be on Thursday, this Thursday, October 23rd at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and there will be replays and all of that will show up on the page I just gave you. So you'll be able to listen in and learn all about what Mary has to say for light workers. I actually was invited by the Sedona Journal of Emergence, which is the preeminent um international publication that is a very well regarded spiritual magazine. And you can get it in Barnes and Noble and all of the major um retailers in the magazine section under spirituality. And it's written by, um, it's a collection of channeled information from some of the top channels in the country. Lee Carroll, who channels Kryon, who you're all familiar with from our AHA community, he uh, writes for the journal Monthly and Dr. Todd and many others and um, who have been on our shows and whatnot. And some who haven't, clearly. It's a big magazine. But I was actually invited to uh, contribute an article for the December 1st issue, and I will be, uh, and they wanted something where your predictions for 2015 from your channel guide. So, Mary Queen of the Angels gave me a 10 page, um, <laughs> uh, 10 pages in my notebook, but not so many pages in type in print, um, uh, predictions for 2015. So, I will be uh, sharing some of those with you at, on Sheila's show on Thursday and um launching a beautiful new remote healing program 30 day remote healing program and all kinds of other good stuff so please uh join us at 3 p.m. eastern no 3 p.m. Pacific 6 p.m. eastern on this coming Thursday very excited Sheila is amazing we've been friends for a long time and I'm very very excited to uh actually be launching this on her on her show um okay so let's get back to our aha uh-huh energy check because there is a lot going on we have mercury in retrograde as we know until sunday of next week the 26th then we have a waning moon so there's virtually no moonlight because on thursday the day that i'm on Sheila's show with uh mary queen of the angels uh we have a new moon which is awesome best day of the month to be able to launch something like that and also for you a really great time to get this fresh start, new beginnings. And uh, just give yourself a few extra days because, you know, the retrograde thing on Sunday. But, you know, it's, it's just going to feel better. It's going to start to feel better if you've been feeling not so great. It's going to start to feel better on Thursday because we go into not only a new moon, but then we also go into the... Uh, what do you call it what do we go oh yeah the waxing moon energy so we're getting light each night and then the retrograde ends on sunday so probably by give it 3 days after sunday so probably by next wednesday you'll be flying high and feeling like your old self the fall harvest will kick into gear as it should <laughs> it should have done a few weeks ago and we don't have to worry again about mercury retrograde until January and middle to end part of January so thank God we can get rid of that and move on okay so I think that's it again if you want to call in for readings I see you guys are really all lining up here uh 347 and let's get into our content and then we'll start uh chatting with all of you so one of the things that I learned with all of my big ideas, because I have a ton of them and I'm always the crazy one, the maverick, the uh, black sheep, uh, (laughs) all kinds of stuff. I've always been kind of the oddball, the one who does things differently, as they say. Um, I've always had big plans and big dreams and I was always the one who was willing to jump off the cliff, whether I had a net or a body of water or not. And um, many times, more times than not, I have jumped off and found that there was nothing below me and I was going down fast. <laughs> you know, what it made me is nimble because there is there is something to be said for resilience. And when I was younger, um, I really didn't care about being safe or secure. I cared about getting what I wanted and getting ahead as far as my dreams and, and, and doing things. these um, kind of off the beaten path. I learned very early on what my, what my passions were, which was... Uh, being an equestrian, doing uh, riding, horseback riding and competing in that arena and also my dancing and, you know, other things. And I learned early that there was more to life than holding down a job and just, you know, paying bills and all that kind of stuff. So I went for it. Now, um, I had a lot of criticism for that and a lot of put-downs and a lot of, you know, you don't have a real job and, you know, why don't you have – you know, husband and kids and all kinds of stuff. And as painful as that might be, I also knew that I would be in a lot more pain if I didn't live the life that I felt in my heart, you know, and I made some big choices that were not necessarily the direction society, you know, has for us. So um, I had to learn how to bounce back very quickly uh, and without too much drama and trauma. And and that was, it's a skill. And all of you can learn it. And as lightworkers, you are off the beaten path. You are uh, taking the machete, going off the, the, the worn dirt road, going off into the bushes and finding a better way. And when you do this, um, you know, it, it requires that you have a different set of tools in your toolkit because, you know, a lot of times those go off the beaten path, You you, you don't get to where, you know, you originally planned, you actually at most times get someplace even better. So one of the things that we talked about as a, you know, as a, that I put in the description about the show was that we talk about the booby traps of being spiritual and I put spiritual in quotes because many times people get caught up in what I call the intellectualization of spirituality. They like to read about it. I like to take classes. My brain, I like I generally a lot of times don't tell people what I do when I go into a new group because it becomes a brain-picking session. Can you, see my, can you see my sister? Can you see my brother? Can you tell me, you know, can you see, you know, is my husband cheating on me? What do you see around me? Can I have a reading? Can I have a reading? Can I have a reading, you know? So I kind of keep my mouth shut about that when I want just peace and quiet because once I say it, and I'm sure you guys know if you do any of this type of work, um, you know, if you say you're a healer, then I'd be, everybody's back all of a sudden hurts. And, you know, and people think it's just, you know, it's okay. And and you have to be able to put up some boundaries and just say, you know what, I, I'm not working right now. That's, that's not the direction I'm going to go right now. And here's when I do work. And here's how you can participate if you want to participate in my work in a professional way. Well, a lot of times when we're in this spirituality trap, we feel that we can, we need to give ourselves away. We, or um, so that's one thing. Uh, another booby trap is over intellectualization of what you're reading and studying about, where you stay in the ethers. And I know a lot of people do this. They don't put anything into action. They just talk about it and they try to apply it to other people. So the first thing they do is they read a, a book, or they listen to a show, or they, you know, listen to a tele summit, or. And then they decide they're gonna test out what they've just heard, not learned but heard on somebody else, so they go and they tell their unsuspecting friend <laughs> or you know some other poor soul you know what to do, and start giving advice and um un undesired advice, and that puts them in a position where um people resent it, where you have some some wayward energy coming your way. And you lock up your own energy because now you're looking outside of yourself for proof that, you know, what you're learning is real before you're willing to step into it. So that's a big booby trap of this whole spiritual thing. I see it happen over and over and over again. And when people say, well, I'm stuck and, you know, this doesn't work, it's usually because they're intellectualizing things and not putting it into action. So action... um, is taking the practices that you're learning and actually doing them. So if it's clearing and smudging and keeping a fair energy field, then you're doing that you know, on a regular basis. You are literally folding that in like you're baking a cake and folding an ingredient. You're folding that into what, how you live. You're creating uh, routines for yourself that you rely on, that become habitual. You know, one of the big differences, people say, oh, Mario, you have these gifts and, oh, you know, Dane has gifts and Allison has gifts and Rudy has gifts and all these different people I've had on my show and we don't have those gifts and it's not true. What we have that's a little different than the average person is we have habits. We have very strong habitual behaviors that we do on a daily basis. And then because we're so habitual about the way we live with all of this stuff and we actually, you know, walk the talk is because we do that when bad things happen or rough things happen and life throws us the curve, we're able to bounce back really easily or marginally easily. Um, or we call on each other when we, you know, when we really are kind of on the ledge and ready to go off, you know, we pick up the phone and we call each other and say, okay, um, I'm at the ledge. And you know, when the other one's like, okay, here we go. But the reason why we bounce quickly and, and those people I just mentioned all bounce pretty quick, too, is because we have basic habits that are already in place. So there's always already that strength. You know, it's like going to the gym. You're already strong. So if all of a sudden you decide to move across country and you've got to pick up huge boxes, it's not, it's a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as if you had no, you know, workout habits at all, no muscle at all. So what I'd like to suggest is that you really take a look at how you run your day. And do you have spirituality just at certain times or, you know, consciousness or whatever the, your word of choice is, just at certain times? And then when it comes to paying your bills, you panic and you give it up. Or um, I had a friend tell me the other day, well, this is my reality, you know. She's very spiritual, but it was like, well, this is reality. And and it's not a matter of the bill's are reality and your spirituality is not. It's, it's a matter of they're both real and they're both, tangible even though they seem intangible and that when you integrate the two you know when somebody is super spiritual and they they're not in the least bit grounded and they're not you know paying attention to regular you know in the body physical life and physicality they become across as very airy-fairy we call those the airy-fairy the woo-woos you know because they're not participating in society in a in a regular way when somebody is completely into the physical and only focused on, you know, the scientific proof of this or that, or the, um, you know, they think that everything energy does isn't real. They're missing out on, you know, over 50% of their experience here because they're literally stopping tools and, and capacities that everyone's born with that are here to help you have a better physical life. So the object of the game is to integrate. I call it the braided integration of both energy and physicality. Um, I know one of my friends calls it um, generative, creative, and institute of energy, Beth Dane. He calls that, called it that. Um, but when you want, what you need to do is be able to integrate the two and braid the two. Now, that takes some courage. For the woo-woo people, it takes courage to actually look at their bills. For the non Lulu people who are just focused on Earth's life, it takes some courage to look at that energy and your intuition and maybe trust your intuition instead of constantly demanding that there's proof before you'll take a step forward. And that's what the AHA community is all about. That's what my whole business is built on, is helping you to be able to have that braided integration of of both the spiritual and the physical. And I get a lot of flack because I happen to love reality t v and I know you know don't all hang up the phone at once but i do i have a good i have a good time it's an escape it's like a it's like a you know it's a guilty pleasure it's like liking chocolate cake or something and I watch reality t v and I love to go after my spiritual intellectual friends and they you know one of my friends called me today about something so some guru in Peru or something, and I said, you know, I think Kim Kardashian is smarter than him, and she lost, it. it was so much fun. I was just, I was just playing with her um, because it, it was probably not true, but but it was funny because um, I love. It. She had, likes to get lost in the, all of the intellectual stuff that you know. I'm like, okay, but how does that apply to like today? You know, how does it apply to, to enjoying your world like as we speak and you know, and, and she loves it. She loves to collect information. And it's actually a really good, great thing. But um, you can get carried away with the intellectual, just like you can get carried away with, you know, obviously the
0: uh,
2: the salty world of, of reality television. But the point is that you should be able to enjoy both without guilt and without consequence. And so um, it's important to, to, to play with that and to look at your life and say, okay, what routines do I have? Am I using... Um, some of these things as a complete escape so that I don't feel in reality anymore in real life. Um, you can do I see a lot of people who are very spiritual. They constantly talk about being in the energy and being in the energy and being in the energy. And I always say, you know, look, we didn't come here to just be in the energy. We came here to like eat pizza and have sex and like, you know, birth kids and I don't know, walk dogs have a physical, you know, watch the sunset, you know, go shopping at the mall. We came here to have a physical, tangible experience. So, to you know, for all the people who completely, you know, kind of slice that, it, it's kind of like, well, what's the point of even taking on a body?
0: You know,
2: <laughs> if you want to be out of it all the time. On the other hand, you know, if you're stuck in the body and that's all you think about, and you know, only thing you care about is getting your next Maserati and, you know hurting people along the way that's not cool either. so it's integration now one of the things that happens when we are in the the throes of you know light worker life is that we get handed a lot more tests than the average person why because the um, tests and challenges and curveballs and all that kind of stuff because Ultimately, we're going to be led to do work that's going to require us to have empathy for our clients and empathy for mankind. It's where it's here to inspire us to take on a cause, to take on whether that cause is helping kids or helping animals or helping each other or or just raising an awesome kid. You know, you don't have to go and be Deepak Chopra to, to do do light work. Um, uh, to to, you know, taking care of the environment um, doing your artwork that's gonna make somebody's, you know, wall sing in their house or really help them to feel a sense of creative self expression because you are willing to do your artwork. All of these are extraordinary and, and and super important. And one of the reasons why we're put to the test more than the average person is because we are here to help others ultimately. And I I know for myself I have been put through an insane number of tests, way beyond most of my friends because of the leadership role that I have. And, you know, you can't lead tens of thousands of people and not have gone through anything in your world. And I told, you know, God, I'm good. (laughs) I think I have enough of an encyclopedia for, you know, for centuries and whole populations of people as far as things that I've been through. But, um, you know, jokes aside, that that's why that happens. So one of the other things that happens is what I call weary light worker syndrome. And um weary light worker syndrome is when we just flat out get to the bone tired. And I know a lot of you have come to me with that and readings and things like that and some of my mentorship sessions where people are just like, Yeah, I get it, you know, I I'm happy to channel, I'm happy to do readings. I'm happy to work uh, with people, but I am so tired. There's just nothing left of me. There's just nothing left of me. And then when I do ask for the things that are to me, it seems like they go by the wayside out of nowhere, you know. And um, when is it going to happen for me? I give so much. I do so much for people. And then well, when is it going to happen for me? And people still want even more, you know. They still want you know, write or to speak or to teach or to, you know, tell them what their future is or whatever. And so it gets extremely, extremely tiring. And um, I don't know of any successful spiritual leader or light worker who has not been through this. And what you do is you turn to your habits. You turn to your habits. You turn to your meditation practice. You turn in instead of out. Most people turn out. And you turn in when you when you're in the Weary Lightworker syndrome what you want to do is turn in. Not so much to get the answers from your mental mind, but turning into your guides, to your higher self so that you can get um you know your guides, your higher self so you can get your uh your guidance and your uh, energy from there because that most of the time when you get to that point you need information that isn't readily available in your mental mind. That's why you're being kind of pushed up against the wall. So the most important thing and I learned that even coming here to California was the first thing I had to do before I even found a house you know, before you get a sofa or any of that <laughs> um, is meditation. Was and I never really did a lot of meditation back when I was on the East Coast. Um, but here, the frequency is so much better for me. And I, I just, you know, it was just kind of a natural default. And when I did, everything changed. Everything shifted. And in fact, a whole new direction for my business evolved. And that's what I'm watching on Thursday. So really important that, you know, if you can stop and meditate, of course, the journaling helps tremendously um channeling helps tremendously it's really important we have so many more channeling contracts available to, um <clears throat> excuse me so many more contracts available channeling contracts available to people uh now than ever before uh, that are presenting themselves and that will help you dramatically when it comes to getting um important information and new information that you wouldn't normally have access to um Now, one of the other big distinctions that I want to help you with is the difference between divine timing and divine order. Because a lot of times what we really need more than anything is a bit of patience for things to configure, especially when you're dealing with other people. I've been doing a lot of readings, more so than average. And everybody wants to know when so-and-so is going to do what they want. And then they attach their happiness and their capacity to be happy on to when that person is going to call or be there or pick them over the other person or you know show up for them or whatever and it really does put your happiness on the tail of a kite of someone else you know it's like anchoring your boat to a shark <laughs> the shark's going and if somebody puts you know bloody meat over the other end of the ocean he and he smells it boat or not he's whoosh, he's going so when you put attach yourself onto the behaviors of other people, and that could be a significant other, a new love interest, an old love interest, child um, who's starting to make decisions for themselves, a spouse, a parent. When you put your happiness and your permission to be happy on the behavior or the changing of a certain behavior of another person, you are literally setting yourself up for many curve balls that you cannot hit off at the past, So um, the patience part, though, is divine timing. Often it's not a no when something doesn't work out right when you expected it to. It's actually a not yet. And it's a matter of a bunch of things having to configure so that your desire can come to fruition. Um, Divine timing is when, like, you have several different things configured so that, like, for instance, um, me getting my house, it it never, when I was looking back in March and I came to California like twice and I didn't find anything, well, the uh, house I ultimately ended up in never went on the MLS. It was was a referral through my realtor from her friend, who's another realtor in her uh, office who knew that this house was coming up and the people in the house were buying a new house. and So it, it, there was a lot of configuring divine timing where everybody's timing had to come together. So even though my timing was at one point, the guy who, who was in the house before me, his timing was August. Now my timing was March. So I got here in July and had to wait till August. But then everything came together and it came together very quickly. Now divine order is something else. So people call me and they say, hey, Mark, you know, um, my money, oh, my God, I'm broke and I'm about to lose my house and then my back is out and my big toe is in so much pain and my eye is twitching and um, and then, um, you know, my my kids aren't talking to me and, you know, and so I just want to know, do you think I'm going to, can you see me having a relationship? Do you see a guy coming in for me anytime soon? And you're like, um, well, um okay so let's talk about divine order <laughs> okay so divine order is when there's an order to things so there's foundation it's like the divine order of building a house you build the foundation first you don't build from the top down you build from the bottom up so if you're pouring a basement you pour the basement, and you, you know you, you put up the framing and all that and and then the the, the, in, the guts of the house the pipes and the whatever, wires and all that stuff and then the sheetrock and then the paint and then the flooring and on and on and on until you finally get a full finished house and then you furnish it. But if you start trying to furnish the dirt, it, it, it's not going to work, right? So divine order is about the proper order of things. One of the things that light workers are really being held to now, more so than others, okay, is divine order of relationships are coming in Last, after you sort out your ability to communicate with your higher self, which is through meditation, being fluent in your intuition, after your ability to basically take care of yourself, you know, in in your your career of choice, and your your um, you know picking your right livelihood, and then finding you know, finding your own passion and your own sort of voice personal voice and and making sure and your health being in a decent position and then the, you're in a much better position to attract a guy or a gal of magnitude. If you do that, try to just focus and I, anybody who asks me that, I know that they're looking for an escape. They're looking for that, that, well, if I just was in love, then all this would go away and it doesn't go away. And in fact, you usually get somebody who's mirroring that and then you have two prob- sets of problems and two sets of Bills and you know all those things and poor health and foreclosures and cheating and all this and then it gets into the spin and then people go off onto why is not this person calling me you know it's because they're going through their own crap you know so what you want to do is back away from some of the more penthouse oriented um, things and get to your foundation and that's going to help you to ha- to have a much higher bounce factor because when all that's in order. And that guy or gal messes up, you're not. Your whole life isn't collapsing because things aren't going well in your relationship. Your life is in order, and then you just have to deal with. Wow, you know, I'm really disappointed that things aren't working out with that person. But it's not, you know, life slaughtering. You know, and that's that's what divine And I'm using that as one example of divine order. There's plenty of others, but that's just like the, the, the most concrete that I could come up with. You know, for the sake of time on the show. Um, So one of the, I just want to give you three simple things that you can do to increase this bounce factor, okay, and to go with the flow. First is creating really good positive habit structures, starting with your morning routine. Successful people have a very powerful morning routine. I personally get up every morning and I do my spiritual work first. I do whether it's meditation or channeling or listening to guided meditations or MP3s of some of my own teachers, reading a book of some sort that I'm feeling led to read, uh, writing, whatever it is. But I do that for about two hours in the morning. And then um, I go back to sleep. <laughs> and once I get up, I kind of live that normal life. I go back to normalcy, you know, the brushing the teeth and whatever. But I always do my stretching so that my body can start to connect you know, if you're in tense tension and tied up in a knot and um, and you're not stretched out and you, you're not hydrated, your body has a hard time receiving intuitive energy because you get so caught up in physicality of pain or avoiding pain that you shut off to the pain. You try to numb it out. Well, when you numb anything out in your life, you're also putting up walls to the good stuff. So I stretch, I drink water, I drink my tea and then you get on to the normal, you know, hygienic things. But I also will sort of monitor my energy. Do I need to smudge or clear my house or does, does the energy feel heavy? And then I might do something like that. Do I, in the during the day, need to go for a nature walk? Some days I do, some days I don't. Some days I just need to nest. Some days I just need to, you know, do something very tangible, like organizing, you know, unpacking more boxes or, um, you know, Putting things in recycling, these types of things. Sometimes I just may know that it's time to go up to the meditation garden to do some big, you know, on the mountaintop communion with, you know, the powers that be to to bring down the energy. So there's all sorts of different things, but you want to, your routines are super important. Regular clearing of your energy is also super important. There's a zillion ways to do it, whether you're using a smudge stick and you're smudging um, your, your, uh, doing any kind of uh, crystal bowl work or Tibetan bells or, um, you know, getting body work done on your body, whether it's massage or having the bars run that's actually access consciousness or having Reiki or some sort of, you know, even EFT, doing some tapping, so those different types of healing modalities. Very important to keep you connected but also to release the blocks as you go. The curveballs in your life will not feel anywhere near as curvy <laughs> if you are in a regular habit structure of clearing things out. Because as you do these different types of, you're clearing out stuff that you're aware of and stuff that you're not aware of that could be slowing you down or in the way. Right. So just that's just you know a few tips. Um, certainly, there could be a whole you know ten week class on all of this stuff. But I wanted to bring this up because I just think that people, especially at the end of the year, you know, starting to go into the holidays, start to feel like, you know, you're looking back at the year and, you know, maybe you missed the bar on certain things and maybe you accomplished, you know, more than you expected. You know, maybe what you expected to accomplish you did, but it came in a totally different way. And that's one thing about change um, is a lot of times we register something as a curveball. But a lot of times the change that we want, in fact, just about all the time, the change that we desire, when we get it, it doesn't really look like what we thought it would look like. It looks like something very different. And that's that's a real, real honest truth right there, you know. Um, and the way that people will react and respond, no matter how much you pre-analyze and run it over and over in your head, which is really probably not a good idea, um, people are, are people. And they do throw curveballs. They may react totally differently, for better, for worse, but, you know, different. So it's important to stay connected with yourself. That's the biggest thing, to increase your ability to, you know, be resilient and to bounce back. All right. I think we're going to take a quick commercial break. Then when we come back, we are going to do some reading. If you'd like to call in, please do so at 347 2159485 it's 347 2159485 in the meantime i'm going to get a little sip of water and you are listening to the aha moments radio show we'll be right back we are back i'm Mari. you're listening to the aha moments radio show and uh sam makes me laugh thank you sam you make my week every week <laughs> all these commercial breaks he just he just has me roaring um today we are talking all about when life throws you a curveball what is your bounce factor and we have finished the content so far um but we're going to start to take some of your calls uh by the way you can, Um, listen to these podcasts not just on blog talk but we are now part of stitcher.com and you can actually get a pretty nifty app for your phone uh, and listen to the show directly from your phone uh, with with the stitcher.com app and put us in playlists and whatnot and that's T I C H E R. Dot com. We're also going to be on iTunes shortly, in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be back on iTunes. So we haven't been on iTunes in quite some time, but we will be back on iTunes and, um, you know, all kinds of other stuff coming up. Okay, so why don't we go to the first caller. If you have been waiting, um, now is the time to get close to your phone because we are going to rapid fire through <laughs> uh, as many of you as we can. Number to call in again is 347-215-9485. Okay, so first up is Tiffany in California. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. What's your question? My question is that I feel like I've been throwing a curve with my job, and mm-hmm. I thought my current job was, like, you know, bad for me, like negative, and so I'm looking for something else, but I, I'm confused now because, um, I went to a job interview and I thought that job would be it, but um, I'm getting a sense that maybe it's not it. Maybe I won't be hired. So now I'm all confused. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm, I know that feeling. Isn't that a, isn't that a pain in the butt? <laughs> Just when you yeah. thought you had the answer. And, you, and you want, what you're really looking for is that sense of knowing what the next step is, whether it's that job or another job. Um, that's, you know, even better. So I get what you're saying remember we are still in very much in the thick of Mercury and retrograde so um, things that look the way they look today may not look the same way next week and this is the very first thing and this is a perfect question for a little teaching tool for everybody listening um, the very first thing you want to do when life seems like it's throwing you a curve is to check to see what the energy is doing that's what myself and all of my you know Guru friends do we always see you know we'll, they all call me they're like 'cause they know I'm like the queen of the retrogrades and everything now hey mark, what's going on we We are in a m- retrograde, you know, and if they are, then they siphon out a bunch of energy from the situation because they know, okay, well, there's certain things that are kind of beyond your control now um so and I think that's the case that this this um Tiffany, I think that things might shift a bit next week. So what seems like it's not going to come through may just show itself in the next. Give yourself a breather, take a deep breath, and just sort of let it flow a little bit. Uh, You're really, the the energy couldn't be more backed up than it is now. We're on a waning moon. We're in a retrograde. Everything's going backwards in a big way. So after Thursday, you might get some clues. Um, It feels to me, though, that you're going to have two choices and again we we're talking about divine timing and divine order um there's two it feels to me like you're going to have a second choice that hasn't presented itself yet and you're going to be probably happier with the second choice but i wouldn't count the first one out let the energy settle down and then see how you feel in the next week to 10 days does that make sense yeah so you're saying like there's something else um, might be popping up around the corner. It's just the energy is not ideal right now, so just give it time, patience. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, when
0: is the Mercury retrograde over?
2: October 26th, so this coming Sunday. Okay. So it's not too long, just a little bit longer. And then you're going to get a clearer picture, and you're going to even have better intuitive sense of which direction to go.
0: hmm
2: Okay. Um, all right, and is this like, are you picking up like newness for me or is there a chance that I might stay at my current job? I think you're going to have choice all the way around. When they hear that you're leaving, they may actually offer you a little bit better to stay, but I still think that that second opportunity coming up is going to be one of those kind of uh, offers you can't refuse and that you're going to be moving on to something else. It just hasn't presented okay. itself yet. Okay. All right? Thank I'm going to have so to move on to shipping. the next person, but I hope that helped.
1: Yeah, that definitely helped. Thank you.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Have a great night. Okay. So now we have Kiara in Minnesota. Hi, Kiara. Hi, Mari. Hello. How are you?
4: Uh, I'm trying to get through the retrograde. Things aren't going yes. too well, but night is great.
2: That's great. What's your question?
4: Okay. For almost a decade, me and my family lived in a house full of spirits, and now I want to write a book about our experience. I have meditated Uh and asked help help from my angel family, but I haven't Uh received anything so far. What steps can I take to help move this book forward?
2: Write. Take out a notebook and start to write and then they'll guide you along the way. The guide that you want to talk to, the direct um, angel, archangel you want to talk to is Archangel Gabriel, who is specifically uh, governing over lightworkers writing books and all that stuff. You may already know that. And then you want to call her in, and you want to ask that energy to support you, but you want to definitely start writing. And the first thing they said is you might want to take a class or something you know, get some books on how to write because they said that's the thing that you're really lacking. It's not so much you don't have their support, it's that it's time for you to write the book. Just start writing. And then, you know, sort of put it all down on paper, then you can sort out, you know, organizing it. And um, I can just tell you from writing my own book, it's probably a good idea to write your table of contents first. I did it the other way around. Um, I worked with a bunch of writers. I went to writers' retreats and took all sorts of, you know, classes and things so I could you know sort all the process out because I hadn't written a full book before. And um, and I skipped the whole table of contents thing, and then when it came down to really organizing it, selling it, it was, <laughs> I had to go back in and say, okay, oh, that doesn't belong here. That belongs here. But whatever gets you to start putting pen to paper, that's what you need to focus on. And that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, doing both the spiritual and the physical part. So now you're on okay. the physical part. Okay.
4: Right. Right. Uh how do I connect with people that will help me bring it into reality after it's done written?
2: How do you what? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you.
4: Um what can I what steps can I get to um get people um you know, uh connect with people that will help me put this book uh and get it published, get it out in the market?
2: Well, that's way too big for radio show reading, but what I will say is write the book first and that's going to come up. There's plenty of groups on you know, helping authors publish your book. You can Google it and see you know, how to self-publish or how to get a agent, a publisher, and all that kind of stuff. But the first thing you need to do is write down um, your book. There's also plenty of books out there on how to write a book proposal. If you want to go to the publishing route, you might want to try that first. But what I would say first and foremost is start writing but you're kind of getting yeah. caught up in guarantees that it will sell, don't worry about that. Focus on the content first. Hopefully yeah. that's helpful. I, I, I have I, to go on to the next person.
4: Yeah no no I was just saying about manifesting, you know, uh just manifest people coming and into my life and helping me. That's that's what I was asking.
2: Yeah, and 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 that's that's after you start writing the book, you're gonna have a lot more energy to do that. It that will start to okay. configure. The writing part okay. is the manifesting.
4: Okay. All right. That's great.
2: All right, Kiara. Have a great night. Thanks so much for calling in. You too. Thanks. Okay. So that was actually, Kiara's question is actually a good one because that's one of the things that, that happens with folks is that we get it now and I know she's not the only one who feels that way. It's like, okay, well, to be focused on the manifesting part, the manifesting part. But understand that the manifesting is actually putting pen to paper. And I've been in that booby trap in other you know, in areas of my life as well where it's like, okay, I just wanna you know, manifest losing weight. (laughs) And I want to manifest the right trainer and I want to manifest, you know, the right gym or whatever. But what it really is, is you got to go to the gym. You got to lift the weights. You got to take the beach walk. You got to do whatever it is, you know, um, the the actual physical steps. And, and then, you know, take your hour, do your hour of power each day or half hour of power and focus on the, the energetic aspect of it. But then also, you know, for every, let's say, hour of energy, you got to put in five to six hours of actual physical work. You know, so you work on it for an hour energetically, then you go put in your six hours of physical work to get it done. I wrote my book, and I would sit for, you know, three to four hours a day for weeks writing. That's how it works. Once you actually have a product, then you can get to the right people. You don't need a bunch of people before it starts, before you even put your pen on paper. You don't need a bunch of people that tell you that they're going to publish it if they, you don't even have the concept down written down in a consumable way. And remember, if you are working on writing a book, you have to write it. The very first rendition of it is usually for yourself. You're writing it, putting down... You know, your story, most people's first stories have been doing a novel about themselves to create all the characters, kind of like the people they know and all that, change their name. But as you get more experience with writing, you'll start to write for what your audience will be willing to consume and what would help your audience. And so that's a process. You know, the book that I have coming out um, next year with my publisher, the one that I'm in the process of finishing contracts with, that book, I've written it... Six times. And so I got picked up by a publisher very quickly because it's very polished and re- pretty ready to go. Probably needs one more polished edit and then it's ready to, to uh, literally go to print. But that's been, you know, rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but that is the manifesting. The right agent popped up. I got my agent within 10 minutes, you know, got a book. To, you know, our, we got our first two book offers within 24 hours of we're sending out the proposal. But that's because they had done so much work physically and i had put in some energetic stuff too so it's a combination of the two but don't eliminate don't you know the ratio is one hour of power energy work to six hours of physical work all right okay let's move on to candace in louisiana hi candace you there
4: hi how are you i'm good how are you I am great. I am great.
2: I can't I'll hear you. You're breaking up. What's your question? I want to ask about my little life. Um, if you see. Um, Unfortunately, if you see? I can't hear you. You're all garbled up. No, I'm sorry. we it's really hard to hear Hello. you. Hello, you there?
4: I'm walker. I'm here. You're now, is that better? Okay.
2: Y- yes, that's much better. Okay, love life and what? <laughs> What's the question?
0: I just um,
4: pick up on um, a soulmate or a partner, something like that in my way.
2: Well, the word, the number I'm getting is six. So it sounds like six months, um, oh. somebody will be coming along. And I don't know that you've met this person yet, and the angel that you would ask to help you with this because I, we're running short on time the angel that you would ask to help you with this is Archangel Shamuel that's C-H-A-M-U-E-L yeah. and they're for soulmates twin flames and the like um, make sure also that your own life is very much in order
3: yeah. Yeah. yes you know, it is. Though,
2: God, there's two things God won't deliver a million dollars into chaos and God won't deliver the ultimate man into chaos either. Just doesn't happen. You're right
4: about that. So if you
2: have exactly. anything, if you have anything that's sort of out of order, focus on that for the time being. Otherwise, focus on this person feels like it's going to be a very casual meetup, not necessarily an online, you know, Match. dot com type thing. Feels very much mm-hmm. like you're going to be meeting this person very casually in in kind of either a family gathering or some sort of, you know family or friend party, very casual, Something, someone who comes to it, didn't expect to come to it, out of town, friend of a relative or friend, very easy. It's going to be very easy. So don't complicate it. Muck it up. Go do stuff that you really love, that you're passionate about. Keep your energy high, and they'll show up. Mm-hmm. Give, it, give it six months. Okay. I hope that helps. I'm going to have okay. to jump off.
4: They pick up on the
0: letter or anything that. like that?
2: I don't pick up on a letter, no, nope. and I'm going to have to jump off to the next person. Just stick with that, and and they will show up, though. It feels like six months. Hey. Okay, let's see if we can get one more person in. This has to be quick, um, because we have a few minutes. And that would be uh, Rose in New Jersey. Hi, Rose. Hi. How are you?
3: I'm good, thank you. Calling to see about my love life. What do you see for me?
2: Um, Give me a specific question.
3: I'm single. Do you see anybody coming into my life?
2: I would say you're another one. There's a lot of stuff. They're showing me a lot of, like, roaring rapids. So That means a lot of frenetic energy around you. It feels like it's going to be more... Um, time than you'd like it to be, and that there's too much focus on the relationship, and there's some other stuff that needs to be fixed first. I think you already know what those things are. if you keep in that direction, that person will pop up, but probably more like an eight month to twelve month. okay, thank you, okay, bye, thank you. Bye. All right, let's see who one more person uh Janet in Massachusetts Hi. Hi, Janet. Hello. Hi. Um, Hi, just
4: quick. question? I okay. am just wondering what you see for um, life purpose, what would be the specifics for life
2: purpose for me? Um, working on trust and faith and see a change and a shift happening with the smorgasbord of career, of jobs that I have going on, lots of part-time per diem stuff, and I see an opportunity because there's change and I'm just feeling optimistic about it and excited about it, but
4: yet, you know, of course, behind that is a little bit of concern.
2: <laughs> the, the of course, behind that a little bit concern is your problem. Okay. So when you focus on that and you do that, you literally, what you said in front of that was, we're all going in a good direction. And then the big confusion is that little um what I think you see as a safety measure of, of course, it's a little concern, that is killing the bringing the right things, you know, for the right thing to shoot up and really present itself. So, okay, who's the I'm guy guide that I say, should ask?
0: I'm going to say, I, I who's
2: didn't... the guy that I should connect with for a full-on um, immersing in the trust and faith? Because I feel more excitement than I do the concern at the moment. Good, good, good. Archangel Michael. Okay. Archangel Michael and Archangel Samuel is also, in addition to soulmates, Archangel um, Samuel is for life purpose and helping okay. you to sort that out and boil that down. All right. So, Archangel Michael and it will help you to feel protected and safe in your choices. And it feels like the once you step both feet in the same lane, you're going to see that, that one thing really blossom. And it's really right around the corner. They're saying like three months at the longest. So it's right there. Okay. Do you see what All right, it is? Do you see what No, it? And, and I don't, I have no. to, I have to get, end now, but um, I, and I, and if I did, I wouldn't say it because I don't want to influence you from what I say. You're right there. Okay. Focus on what makes your heart really sing. And focus, okay. and don't worry. You're not going to step in the wrong direction because you're so close. And if I say anything, it's going to influence you, and and it could, you know, slow down the uh, the emergence of this. You're so close.
4: Okay. Really, really thank close you for telling
2: me that.
0: that. Okay. All right,
2: my dear. All right, Jan. Have a great night. Thanks so much for calling, and good luck. Okay, you guys. We are at the end of yet another Moments uh-huh. Radio show. I thank all of you for calling in. I hope that we will see you on Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on The Sheila Show. And um, that is www.the forward slash radio forward slash live. And in the meantime, you know my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, Anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. See you next week.
1: You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.